Hello, this is Tanishka from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 4th of April. India registered 913 COVID-19 cases and 13 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 4 crore 30 lakh while the death toll crossed 5,21,000. India recorded COVID-19 cases below 1000 for the first time since April 18, 2020 when 991 cases were reported. The daily COVID positivity rate in the country is 0.29% with the active cases being 0.03% of the total infections. So far, India has administered over 184 crore COVID-19 vaccinations. 83.2 crore people in India are fully vaccinated as of today. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 491 million people, claiming the lives of over 6.1 million. Meanwhile, Reuters reported that China sent military and thousands of healthcare workers into Shanghai to conduct tests for all of its 26 million residents today. This is one of its biggest ever public health responses. The Uttar Pradesh government told the Supreme Court today that Ashish Mishra, the son of Union Minister Ajay Mishra Teni, who is accused of running over farmers in Lakhimpur Kheri, is not a flight risk, according to a report by NDTV. A special bench comprising Chief Justice N V Ramana, Justices Surya Kant and Hema Kohli reserved its decision today on the plea seeking to have Mishra's bail in the case revoked. The UP government also said that witnesses had been provided security so there could be no tampering. It also said that it was a grave offence and no words were enough to condemn it. The bail was challenged by families of the farmers run over by an SUV which was allegedly driven by Mishra on October 3rd last year. Eight people had died including four farmers and a journalist. Appearing for the farmers families, senior advocate Dushyant Dave and lawyer Prashant Bhushan alleged that the high court overlooked the probe report and went by the FIR while granting the relief to the accused. On March 16th, the Supreme Court requested comments from the Uttar Pradesh government and Ashish Mishra on a plea challenging the grant of bail to him. It also ordered the state government to ensure witness protection after the counsel appearing for farmers mentioned an attack on a key witness on March 10th. Today, fuel prices were raised for the 12th time in 2 weeks. According to ANI, petrol now costs rupees 103.81 per liter in Delhi, while diesel costs rupees 95.07 per liter, both up by 40 paise. In Mumbai, petrol costs rupees 118.83 a liter after a 42 paise increase, while diesel costs rupees 103.07 after a 43 paise increase. With the 38 paise hike, petrol and diesel rates in Chennai went up to rupees 109.34 and rupees 99.42 per liter respectively. In Kolkata, the price of petrol increased by 42 paise to rupees 113.45 per liter and the price of diesel increased by 40 paise to rupees 98.22 per liter. The revision in fuel prices resumed on March 22nd, 12 days after the results of the assembly elections in Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, Manipur, Goa and Punjab were announced. Fuel costs had been frozen since November 4th, although the price of crude oil increased by over $30 per barrel throughout this time. 
Despite the significant increase in global oil prices, oil companies have not altered fuel rates in 137 days. The Union Minister for Petroleum and Natural Gas, Hardeep Singh Puri, had denied on March 8 that oil price hikes had been halted because of assembly elections in the five poll-bound states. Today, the Delhi High Court allowed journalist Rana Ayub to travel abroad. The court was hearing her plea seeking interim relief over an enforcement directorate circular stopping her from leaving the country, Baran Bench reported. On Friday, the court had directed the ED to submit a status report by Monday. Ayub was stopped at the Mumbai airport before her flight to London to deliver a speech on the intimidation of journalists. She had alleged that summons by the ED reached her email only after she was halted at immigration. The journalist is an accused in an alleged money laundering case being probed by the ED. In February, the ED had locked assets worth over rupees 1.77 crore belonging to her. In another significant media development, leading newspapers in India have been hit hard by a shortage of newsprint. Some of them have trimmed pagination and compromised on quality to overcome the challenge. Domestic manufacturing is in bad shape amid imports crunch. To understand this better, read Supriti David's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled Newsprint Crunch. Are Indian newspapers staring at a crisis similar to Sri Lanka? Listeners, reporting on the media is a big part of what we do here at News Laundry. We believe that media too should be held accountable for the news items that they do and do not report. The reason we are able to keep track of the media and report fairly is because we don't have to worry about ads from governments or corporations. We depend only on you, the reader. If you are not a part of our independent news ecosystem already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 only. Andhra Pradesh got a new administrative map today with 13 new districts being created as per a report by NDTV. Chief Minister YS Jagan Mohan Reddy launched the new districts at a virtual ceremony this morning. The number of districts in the state have now doubled to 26. Reddy said that the creation of more districts is meant to be a step in the decentralized development of all regions. The Yuvanjana Shramika Ritu Congress Party said in a statement and I quote with the formation of smaller districts distance from the district center to remote and border villages will be reduced district administration will come closer to the people increased accountability as the government comes closer to people unquote as per Telangana today the new districts are Parvatipuram Maniam Aluri Sitaram Raju Anakapalli Kakinada Kona Sima, Eluru, NTR, Bapatla, Palnadu, Nandial, Sri Satya Sai, Anamaya and Tirupati. Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksa invited opposition leaders today to accept cabinet positions in his cabinet to deal with the island's worst economic crisis since its independence, Scroll reported. The invitation to the opposition came just hours after Sri Lanka's entire cabinet resigned amass from their jobs at a late night meeting on Sunday with the exception of Rajapaksa and his brother Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa. The 26 departing cabinet members included the Prime Minister's son Namal Rajapaksa as well as his brothers Chamal Rajapaksa and Basil Rajapaksa. 
Basil, Sri Lanka's much maligned finance minister, arranged India's economic aid to the country. According to PTI, he was replaced by Minister of Justice Ali Sabri. Ajit Nivad Cabral, the governor of Sri Lanka's central bank, resigned after resisting calls for the island nation to seek a bailout from the International Monetary Fund. As a result of the developments, trading on the Sri Lanka Stock Exchange was halted twice today due to a drop in share prices. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.